Hello, and welcome to episode 66 of the Play DNA podcast. I'm Cassandra. I'm Damon. I'm Sarah. And before we talk about our topic this week, which is unusual game boxes, let's talk about the games we played. Yeah. So I played a game called Spicy. It's a bluffing game, like a card bluffing game. There's like pepper cards and chili cards and wasabi cards, and you lay them on the table, but you can lie about what you're saying you're laying down. So like if you, they have to go in in order. So you go from smallest to largest. So if you don't have like an eight and you're that high, you can just lie and say, I have an eight wasabi, even if it's like a two pepper. And then if someone calls you out on it, they have to either call you out on the spice itself or the number. So they have to write, it's like a 50-50 thing. So that was pretty fun. And then we played a game called Black Spy, which is a trick-taking game came out like 1981 or something. It's the same guy who designed Ticket to Ride, designed Black Spy. And it was actually pretty good. Hmm. It doesn't have the greatest board game geek score, but like I really enjoyed it, so I don't understand why. And then I also played some <laughs> games with you guys. So, Yes, we played um, Tapeworm, mm-hmm. which I thought was one of the worst games I've ever played. It was so dumb. Boo. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Um yeah, it was just bad. It's one of those games that it just makes me angry that it exists at all. <laughs> because, like, the effort put in was so low. And um, apparently it made, like, a million dollars on Kickstarter, which is really frustrating. Um, but, yeah, we played Tapeworm, and then we played Q-Bird. Q-Birds. Q-Birds. Q-Birds was good. Yeah, it was good. It was like good, very simple, uh, cute pictures of a variety of birds. It's entirely a card game. You are laying down cards basically onto this grid in a way that you can pick up birds and you're trying to collect a certain number of types of birds. Yeah, it was really fun and colorful and the birds were kind of square looking, which I found amusing. (laughs) Yes, there's square owls and square toucans and (laughs) yeah, cubed animals. Cool. All right. So uh, we are going to talk about games with unusual boxes. And we don't even need to talk about boxes, games with unusual packaging, because some of the games that I'm going to talk about don't actually have boxes at all. And actually, one of the first games that we owned had a really unique packaging, and that was Bananagrams. So Damon got Bananagrams long, long ago. And I have something to admit, because it came in a little banana sack, we didn't play it. Uh, We thought this is really silly and really gimmicky, and so the game must not be very good, and we never even tried it. And Damon had it for years, I think, before we actually gave it a try. And Bananagrams is like a great game. It's a really good game. Um, But I think that this is one of the difficult things about unique boxes or unique packaging is that you're always going to be stuck in a place where you want to make something flashy and cool and eye-catching, but also something that's not too gimmicky because like us as gamers, I know we're super wary of, of gimmicky things. Like we don't want to buy something just because it's a gimmick and you're going to buy the game and then it's a crappy game. And sometimes you see a game in a store and it's got really interesting and cool packaging, but I know for me personally, I automatically think it's probably a really bad game. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you feel like you ever do that? 
I judge everything I see. So yes, I'm sure I have, <laughs> but I can't recall a specific game that I've done that for, but I know I've done it. Well, I know one that, that we have never played, but we're very drawn to is Ramen Fury. Yeah, I still want to play Ramen Fury. It's actually not bad. I've played it. Ramen Fury is a game that comes inside of like a crinkly plastic package like you actually buy ramen noodles in, um, which is so clever and so fun. But I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's probably that's probably not good. So and, and that's the problem is that like I'm probably unfairly judging it because there are other games that are that have gimmicky kind of boxes that I'm totally on board with. Um, so I think it can kind of go both ways. Uh, some of my favorite really unique game boxes that I can think of are things like uh, Biblios. Biblios is a really cool box. It's about building a library and the box looks like a book. Um, it looks like really convincingly like a book and it opens like a book um, that's latched with this little magnet thing. Um, Wicked Witch's Way is also a book and it's a game about casting spells. So it's kind of cool. It's like you're opening a spell book. And that one actually has like a physical metal latch that opens and closes the book, which is super cool. It's so which fun. I think is actually better than the game itself. I think but so it's too. It's a really nice box. It's a really nice box. Um, and... Yeah, it, that's the, I guess that's one of the problems is that it can draw you in with this amazing box. And then you're like, oh, I was hoping for more from this. <laughs> but hey, it worked really well for them um, to, to design this really amazing box. Um, and then uh, Bang. So we actually have a regular box version of Bang. But one of the most common ways that you can buy Bang is in a giant bullet. This like giant bullet shaped box, which is just super cool and eye catching. Um, there's this excellent game called Slam Witch, like so simple, um, really fun card game that comes in this little metal lunchbox. Looks like a little lunchbox to put a sandwich in. It's very cute. Um, so there are a bunch of things like this. Uh, Dungeon Roll is a game that we talked about pretty recently. It's just a bunch of dice, essentially, and it comes in this little uh, treasure chest. Like, it's a very cute little treasure chest, very good packaging, very clever. Um, we saw a game at Gen Con a while back that was called May Cause Side Effects, and it actually came in a giant medicine bottle, which... Oh, that sounds fun. Right. It's, it's like, super clever. It's super clever, and I love the packaging. I love the idea, but because it's so gimmicky, I'm like, how good could the game possibly be? <laughs> <laughs> this, it's very tough very tough to tell I think that was probably like a Cards Against Humanity kind of game but the packaging was really cool Yeah, it was very hard to tell it was a game and by that point once you've got to that level of real world analog facsimile it's very hard to tell that it's a game at distance even when reading it you can't quite tell it's a game mm -hmm. so that certainly causes problems selling the thing yeah are there any games that you guys can think of that have like really unique shapes or really unique packages? I feel like I saw this could be totally wrong. So if I'm remembering incorrectly, I'm sorry. But when I, we went to PAX, I felt like I went to this section of this. I can't remember the board game name company name, but they had like a board game in a coffin. And it was like all about like raising the dead or something. Again, I can't remember the Sounds name cool. of this company, but I remember seeing the little coffin box and thinking, that's really interesting. I've never seen a box that looks like a coffin before. 
And then there's other ones, you know, I have this game called Pyramix. It comes in like a pyramid shaped sort of container because it mm-hmm. needs to be a pyramid. But mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, I was going to mention Slamwich, but you already did. But that's just such a fun, funny box. It looks like a lunchbox, but it's just yeah. a sandwich game. So Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I don't have What about your – I know uh, you love piece of cake. It, it, doesn't the pizza version come in like a pizza, pizza box? Well, it's a, it's a box-shaped box. It's not like – it's unusual in the sense that it's, it's usual. It's flat. <laughs> uh, yeah, it comes in a pizza box. It looks like a pizza box. Pizza yeah. cake came originally, I think, in a triangle box – Mm. Um, but I think they got rid of that relatively quickly because of the difficulty in stacking those. Well, yeah, Sarah, we talked pretty recently about how much you want all of your games to line up perfectly on your shelf. So how do you feel typically about the, these kinds of games? They're okay. I, I particularly, I wrote down Oink games because I just love that they're so compact and like yeah. they, they have like big games in such small sizes. So that I don't mind, you know, if they don't fit with all the rest of the boxes, they're like as big as my hands, so they don't really need to because I can fit them anywhere because they're so little. But there's some some obscure ones that are just like a little bit awkward to put away, but it's fine. (laughs) I mean, it's the bigger ones I have a problem with that are like just a little bit off, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've we've talked about this a couple times, but we have a game called Connexi that we bought from a bargain store bin at Barnes & Noble because of its shape, essentially. That's why we bought it. Um, it's kind of a weird wedge shape, and we're just like, this is such a weird box. It's so strange, and we bought it, and um, I will say, it doesn't look great on the shelf. Because it is, it's it's got this slanting side, whereas everything else has these straight sides, you know, um, and it is a little incongruous, but um, it's still a cool box, I think. I think uncomfortably abnormally shaped games usually come in perfectly square boxes. <laughs> Hecatomb comes in a perfectly square box. Oh, that's and It really true. should come in a pentagonal box. It should. And I'm sure we have other things that just don't when you when you look at the box. It looks far plainer than the actual game is on the inside of the thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Katarl is very, very odd, but it comes in a very normal game box. Yes. Like, it, it doesn't betray at all that the thing is going to be a really weird shape, where, like, Bandu comes in a relatively normal box, mm-hmm. when it really should come in, like, a giant burlap sack or something. <laughs> yes. Sacks are appropriate on occasion. I wouldn't um, mind more gimmicky boxes, to be honest. Like, I think it would stand out more than, like, every single thing being a rectangle or a square. Yeah, the good, thing I think, the good thing I think about strange boxes is that they're a talking point in your house. Like, they draw people's eye, and they're like, whoa, what's this thing? And that's obviously the point. That's why people buy them, because they, they really stand out, and they're exciting instantaneously, <laughs> regardless of whether they actually deserve that excitement or not. Well, shut the boxes that way. Like, that game's horrible. Yeah. But, like, it's the only game I can really keep out, like, to showcase my love of board games because it's, like, it looks normal and, like, people open it and they're like, what is this? And then I can tell them, oh, I'm really into board games. Like, right. Like, what don't play that game? one. <laughs> Not that one. But, like, you can play, like, all the other ones in the other room that I don't keep out because I think people would think I was a freak. So. Oh. I like, I like keeping the shut the box out just because it's kind of pretty. Yeah. Totally. Even if it's yeah. terrible. Yep. Our shut the box version is is pretty nice looking too. Um, 
And then there are some games that actually use the box in gameplay, which is another really cool thing that you Ooh. don't see very often. But like Niagara, um, I love that game because it uses the box. Yeah. So can you explain how it uses the box? Niagara is like a waterfall game where you're collecting gems on a river and the boats float down the river, but it's got these clear pieces that you push off the box. So it's like a waterfall. And they're fun because once you push them, the, the ones at the front fall down the waterfall. It's just so satisfying. I can't, I love that game so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you, you put the game board essentially on top of the box, the open box when you're playing it. And that allows for this little dip where you can put the yeah. waterfall. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some other games like this. We actually just recently played Break in Alcatraz, which is an escape room game. But the entire box is the game. Um, that all you're doing in the game is trying to open the box further, which was really interesting. I'd never seen anything like it before. Um, but the box starts with just like the outside of the box and you start solving the puzzle just with the outside of the box. And then uh, once you solve enough puzzles, you can open it and then there's a box inside of that box and then there's a box inside of that box and you just keep going. (laughs) I love that idea. I love boxes inside boxes. I think that's so, I don't know. It might be like one of those old 90s romantic comedies. You remember the the movie serendipity where he like proposes to her within a box instead of box instead of box instead of box and then she finally gets to the real box she's like oh my gosh it's the box like finally she got to it very very clever use of of the box um and then there are games like burgle bros burgle bros has a really cool graphically designed box it's it's a regular card box essentially but if you flip it sideways then one side of the box is printed with the image of a building. So if you put it in your on your gaming shelf, then all you can see really is a building. And then on top of the box, if you place it that way, is a little helicopter pad. And while you're playing the game, the little helicopter pad is actually part of the gameplay. So you're using the box while playing. That's so clever. Yeah, it's, it's a really clever looking box for sure. Um, I know a person who designed a game called Upstaged, uh, which is a like a pop icon game. You play various pop stars. And the box itself is one of the main mechanics of the game. So the box comes with these little fold-out stages, and they're like, like a catwalk, I guess. And you put these little catwalks into the box, like you slot them into the box so that the box is like the stage and then it's got these four separate catwalks coming off of it. That's amazing. In the game, part of the like part of the mechanics are that you're turning the stage so that you have access to different catwalks as you play. Um, Yeah, very clever. Um, Very cool that like the entire box is being used in the play, Um, which is great. Uh, and then the other one that I remember you mentioning a few weeks ago that I just thought was so cute is uh, you're saying that in Isle of Cats, when you open the box, like on the under on the underside of the top box piece, it says, like, your cat can sit here. Yes. Which is so cute. That is so clever. I, I yeah. really liked that part. I mean, we don't have a cat, but if, if we were at <laughs> our friend's house, he would have put his cat there, I'm sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. I love I love the games lately. There's a game of cat and mouth I just bought, but like when I was a kid I also owned this like backgammon chess 
combo set where it had like a little suitcase component where you could clip it shut and then bring it with you. Uh-huh. I love the cat and mouth game because it, you can carry it like you're carrying a suitcase, but it, like to everyone else, it just looks really weird. Like this person's got like a rainbow psychedelic cat they're carrying around. Like what the <laughs> hell is that about? And I just, I just love it. I don't know. Just such a fun, fun idea to put like a suitcase aspect on your box so you can carry it around like you're a professional, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are a surprising number of games that look like briefcases, suitcases. Um, I was. Very surprised. There are a lot a surprising number of games that include like handles of various kinds, um, which I guess I mean nobody likes carrying around a bunch of board games. So I guess if you can carry like a little handbag, that's pretty good. Um, can you guys think of any other games that actually utilize the box in gameplay? I can't think of any other one besides Niagara. You, Damon? Yeah, you'd think more would have snuck been printed on the other side because the top of a normally sized board game box really takes up a lot of space and you're trying to figure out where to put it half the time. Yeah. But, um, Does Cleopatra use the box? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, a lot of exit games use the box, but that's just them utilizing the tools they have to <laughs> get you to be more clever about things. So Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That a lot counts. of escape rooms in boxes have very unique boxes, but we can't really talk about any of those because we'll give them away. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, <laughs> but it's fun when when people find a way to utilize various parts of the box. Just you can hide a lot of things in a in a box, like in the actual structure of a box, which is really cool. You know, it was really cool and satisfying when we first played the very first scenario of Time Stories, and we got to the end. And it said, lift up the thing in the box, and underneath you'll find a special chip that you just earned. And it's like, what? There's something under? Like, what? And then we lifted it up, and you find this little chip, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. This whole time I thought this was the game. And, you know, I don't know. It's a dumb thing, but you feel really rewarded once you finish the first game, and you, like, get a special power. It's like, yeah. amazing. Yeah. So. Well, especially because it's just the box, and nobody's paying attention to it. So it's mm-hmm. like... It's magical because it's in this thing that is not supposed to be anything special at all. Yep. Yeah, the Oink games have really great boxes um, just because they're really small and beautiful. Um, Small boxes seem to be a lot more popular nowadays, just like people buy games just because of the smallness of the box which I've never I, seen that at all which I, I feel totally like it's the exact get. opposite well now I we, do. Ha- we have the exact opposite also I mean, I, depends I on the do. kind of person I feel like the majority of the hobby is people buying large boxes as large as they can possibly get I think if you are a Kickstarter gamer then that is the case if you are other kinds of gamers a lot of people really like those itty bitty little boxes I've had to just downsize my box size because Bo says we're running out of space and we are but like if I get tiny 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 (laughs) boxes you are long out of space (laughs) (laughs) if I get the oink games though it's fine because they just take up like this tiny tiny area so it's fine (laughs) well um this was a pretty short episode because I guess we don't have that many um super unique interesting game boxes so if you know of a really cool game box that either is shaped uniquely or uses the box in a really interesting way, has some unusual packaging, let us know. You can find us at playdnapodcast.com and you can send us a message there. And as always, play safe, play often, and we'll see you next time. Bye.